Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here. Pleased to have your company whenever you decide to listen to us on this holiday week. Joined once again by AJ Fredrickson. No Dan tonight because AJ, Dan, uh, when we were texting about this, said, and this was a couple hours ago at this point as <laughs> t- at the time of recording. This was probably about noon when we were talking about when we were going to record today. Said, I'm already day drinking, so uh, count me out. Getting that day drinking in early, and it's not even July 4th yet as of the time of the recording. Love it. He he left Allianz Field on Saturday night with one goal in mind, and that's to have fireworks for three, four, five consecutive days. And it starts yeah. with uh, cracking some cold ones at the Terhar household. And those have, that hasn't stopped. So um, he's out of commission for this week. Uh, he yeah. will be back. Sound mind, sound heart uh, Saturday. Maybe not, maybe we'll not see. sound mind. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see about that one, but he'll be back. He'll be present. It's a matter of how much you're going to have to assist in the call on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Good thing we're on serious, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that'll beautiful. be fun. Uh, so, yeah, as uh, as we always say and start off here, Dan Terrar and myself are the radio broadcast crew for every Minnesota United game this season on 1500 ESPN. This is Loon Talk, though, where we get to talk about Minnesota United for Score North. So we're not paid by Minnesota United for this one. So we can say, Whatever the hell we want, right, AJ? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I'm, you goes. know, it's uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do a <laughs> I think you should leave <laughs> reference here because I know not everybody's <laughs> in that show. But, uh, you know, just remember, this is the adult tour. We can say whatever we want. This absolutely is the adult <laughs> tour. Uh, let's jump right into it. Good week for the loons. Uh, they won two one against Kaiser Slaughter and Song Binyan had an incredible goal. Great first touch on the run. Nice. Uh, that opened him up to score the goal. Mender Garcia also scored in that one, but that's about as much as we'll mention that one. But the big news, AJ, 4-1 against Portland. Absolutely thrashed Portland. First time they scored four goals since last July uh, at home against Portland in a 4-4 draw last season. Uh, but uh, let's start off. Well, where do, you, where do you want to start off here, I guess? I'll let you have the choice here. Uh, start off with this game or start off with the official, official, official announcement that Pookie is headed to Minnesota. I'd say let's talk Pookie first. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk Pookie first because then we can talk about adding him to the attack that we saw on this past Saturday. So first off, um, what was the official announcement for everybody that maybe hasn't heard yet for some reason? Timo Pookie, legendary uh, Finnish goal scorer. He's the all-time leading goal scorer for the nation of Finland, uh, is joining Minnesota United on a two-year deal with a team option to extend that to the end of December of the 2025 season. 33-year-old goal scorer spent the last five seasons with Norwich City in the in a mix of the Premier League and the English Championship, has scored 88 goals in 210 appearances, if I'm remembering the exact number correctly over the last five seasons with Norwich City. So can put a goal in, is known to uh, be a good runner off the ball and create some space for himself to draw in uh, the ball. And uh, that sounds like it fits perfectly with Emmanuel Reynoso. Adrian Heath said this is the best goal scorer we've been able to bring in since we lost Christian Ramirez uh, in 2017 or 2018 in the trade with LAFC. Uh, we really won't discuss the Christian Ramirez side of this because I know <laughs> that just brings up a whole bag of worms with Loons fans that I don't really care to get into right now because there's plenty of reasons why that trade needed to be made at the time. And it's beside the point though, Timo Buki's on the way. We'll uh, hopefully have his visa stuff worked out, but it'll become official on Wednesday, July 5th. And hopefully we'll be able to see him Saturday, July 8th against Austin FC at Allianz field in hopefully his debut should the paperwork get worked out? Your immediate thoughts of Timu Puki joining Minnesota United. Great signing. I Obviously, it's going to be something we can judge throughout the, the course of his tenure here in Minnesota. But my initial reaction is thumbs up multiple times. Um, first off, FPL legend, fantasy Premier League legend. I've had this guy on my team multiple times throughout the years, and he has come up big for me in certain game weeks. Uh, to now have that translated, I mean, I've, I've it's, it's a guy that I've seen Recently, as uh, last year in the Premier League with Norwich, um, two seasons ago, two uh, Sorry, I apologize. As, you got it. As in, frankly, removed. Yeah, removed. But yeah. Um, very recently, playing against some of the best competition in the world. Mm-hmm. Now he's coming over. It's kind of that tra- like 
tradition, it seems like. And I don't want to make it a tradition because I feel like the MLS as a league is growing. Um, but I as think of they've right grown now, out of the retirement league. Yes, stable. absolutely. But you've seen that that uh, trend of some players as their careers sunset, so to speak. Uh, they come over here for one last little resurgence. I think not only is he going to have a resurgence, but he's going to have an immediate impact on this team. He's a guy that has a knack for finding the back in the net. He has a great offensive mindset. He knows where to be, and he knows how. Uh, he has that kind of veteran presence of those tricks and trades where some of the younger defenders are maybe less lesser seasoned defenders that uh, he could come up against in the MLS. He's going to maybe get that body positioning um, on a cross to the middle. That's going to allow him to get one more better touch uh, before putting it in the back of the net. I'm excited, especially with what this team now has shown the past couple of times out, especially this past weekend in Portland, the, the offense here could be very, very exciting. And Morton, and when we say exciting in Minnesota United in the same sentence, that usually means two goals. Yeah. So when I say exciting, we're expecting a two-goal floor every game. Like this is a team that now, with the addition of Timu uh, Puki, I think we'll be able to easily put that up, and it'll be a question of whether their defense can hold up on the back end and not whether the offense can supply the offense. So um, I'm very excited. It's going to be interesting to see how quickly he can get kind of that chemistry and if there is an immediate knack for it or what and what this also does to some of the other games of other players uh, in the lineup. I'm excited to see what this means for Emmanuel Reynoso because he uh, has been, since his return, just a revelation, a breath of fresh air just pretty much doing everything at all times. Mm -hmm. And now not to say that they didn't have a elite score scoring presence. You know, I, I still think Mender Garcia is a great piece on this team. I think Pookie brings this to another level. And if they can link up and uh, in reference to Reynoso, the, the goal contributions for him are going to skyrocket even more so than they already are since his return. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of this signing. Obviously there's the reservations because of the age, uh, coming off a full season in the championship, uh, playing in 41 games is always a little bit concerning going into having to play another half of the season in the U.S. where in the Western Conference, you've got a lot of travel. There's a lot of different conditions that you'll play in. Still got to go down to Houston. You'll play in heat that you've never played in before. There's a lot of things that uh, that first season in Major League Soccer opens your eyes to and that a lot of uh, players that are at a much higher caliber than him have struggled with. And uh, that's not to say he can't cope with it. That's not to say he won't cope with it. I, I'm just saying that there that uh, there shouldn't be as high expectations that he'll put in, what, 20 goals, like a lot of people will think are hoping. It's not going to be that because he's already halfway through the season, but he will have a goal-scoring impact for sure because of the way, as you said, Emmanuel Reynoso has played since returning to this club. He has been an instant impact. He has been phenomenal since he's returned he has been incredible, almost MVP level. If he keeps this up for the rest of the season, deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Though I think with how Tiago Amada's playing for Atlanta, that's going to be a tough competition. Um, but yeah, I just in, in maybe more like layman terms. And when you say like to not to dampen your expectations, but if, this is not going to be the finished version of Zava if in, in Ted Lasso, everybody. <laughs> it, it's not going to be that guy that comes in. This is essentially you have a you have a decent dish that you're cooking in the kitchen and then you just add this one extra spice and it transforms and adds this different taste composure, this different uh, feeling to it. And it makes it that much better. It's not going to change the sandwich that you have in front of you, but it made it at a different level. So that I think this yeah. is going to be an, a great addition for the squad. I just think that with what we've seen from other players who've come in, in the middle of the season, like Robin Lud, he, his first half season here was downright miserable. I think it's easy to say that it didn't come off as well as that as the club or him would have wanted. But then since he since he got or since that first offseason with Minnesota coming back that next full season, Robin Lood was impactful and he's been impactful ever since. I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of expectation and hype and excitement, which granted there should be. We've got a goal scorer finally. This is mm -hmm. exciting to see someone who finally seems to fit with this offensive system that finally seems to fit well with Emmanuel Reynoso on paper anyways, uh, that it's exciting to see this. I just think that there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of reasons out there to be, all right, let's, let's be a little cautious about this cautiously excited. And that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see him play seemed on the Minnesota United Jersey at Allianz field 
and uh, for Dan to call Pookie Party on the radio call. So I'm excited for this. That. I cannot wait for this. Uh, but I think the biggest impact will be on Emmanuel Reynoso opening up space for him because defenses won't be able to just collapse on Emmanuel Reynoso like they did in Port- against with uh, like Portland did the other night. And that kind of leads us into that conversation of that Portland match. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso was all over the place. Two goals. I believe an assist. If I'm, no, he, no, he, not mi- an assist. That he was missed a, out on an assist Bongi only because, uh, yes, Bongi got assist, but he could have had an assist, I believe, on the Diego Chara own goal because he made the pass uh, to the right that eventually went in off of Mender. Chara. He, he passed the ball but into Mender who made the pass he had to Bongi. The, but doesn't MLS do the secondary assist as well? Uh, yeah, that's right, they do. Yeah, they do. so it's unfortunate. I hate that, sorry. I, I yeah. don't think of that in an assist, so. Dan, I don't either, but MLS, you have to, I guess. So <laughs> it's the hockey um, assist, and I don't see why we're doing it. Sorry, I just I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but yeah, I guess you would be correct there. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Reynoso all over the place Saturday night uh, was completely dominant. It took him a little bit to build into the match, but we've seen that from him from time to time, where he takes a little bit of time. But then once he was in, Portland had no chance of stopping him. And yeah, they had a ton of guys out. And uh, yeah, sure, the ref was calling the game for Portland, but. Let's be honest. Emmanuel Reynoso dominated that game from minute, what do you say, 25, 30, all the way to the end. Two mm-hmm. goals, very impactful, and was just outstanding at Allianz Field Saturday night. Yeah, and this is despite a very heavy card presence in the first 20 or so minutes. Um, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. But yeah, he gets uh, he gets in the action. Like I said, he helped with the goal buildup uh, in the first goal, the own goal by Chara. He scores the right before halftime just an insane the first ever olympico that i have seen and heard of mm-hmm. um for mnufc just steps up to the the corner kick and rifles one a hard frozen rope at the near side post and ivicic just really couldn't handle it um he the only goal that he didn't have any participation on uh was a part of was the it was, it was a beautiful touch a beautiful touch and it i think it all goes to zarek valentine oh what yeah absolutely a, what I mean, I don't often throw this word around when it comes to MLS and and Minnesota United. World class touch by him. That was so beautiful. I I've watched that replay probably close to fifty times. Yeah, it, it it was so precise the way that he measured up the okay the ball's coming to him. He knows exactly where his teammate is and uh in Bongi. He gives it to him in a very like in a very safe spot yet able to control and keep all of his momentum to uh, head it forward to him. So it was just what a, what a, what a touch. Um, Zarek Valentin. I mean, we need his parents in the stadium every single time, but that's how he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, that was, that I was will pay for their goal. ticket myself. If that's how he's going to play every time, if they're in the stadium, but um, back to right now. So yeah. And then he scores again on <laughs> I, just an easy tap in because Bongi, Bongi and a couple it, other players on that right-hand side were just incredible and in drawing the, Portland Timbers defense out that's I mean and granted I think he deserves a couple of those for how many times that he does that himself but that goal is the equivalent of like you're in a group project in school and you show up for the PowerPoint presentation and get the A you know (laughs) um so (laughs) I just what a great night at the office for him um but it wasn't just him and I think that's the biggest thing is that I don't want to say the supporting cast because I think there are some stars in there as well but for the sake of the um, analogy the supporting cast was incredible uh, against Portland the defense uh, despite one lapse that led to a goal uh, by Bully was great um, the midfield was awesome and like I said the the, the front crew uh, Mender was uh, tremendous Bongi he continues to just shine and I feel like we've maybe started to overlook him now in some of these performances just because we so and I think that's good because we've we've grown accustomed to how much he's elevated his play that we don't maybe spend as much time as needed um, just praising him. But he has been so good, and I think that with how much of a star that he's emerging as, that's helping uh, Reynoso in a sense where mm-hmm. the opposition can't just cover one guy anymore. <clears throat> so you have uh, Bongi, who's a threat out wide. We know what Ray can do in the middle. And now... This goes back to the Pookie equation. You throw him in, you have a three-headed monster where who are you going to have to cover that spreads out the defense and all of those guys are going to be able to cook in their own sense. And I, I think it's going to be, you know, we're off to the races here for this team. Yeah. Uh, Bongi deserves a lot of 
credit for or praise for that game as well because he had the goal obviously where he gets the incredible pass or the incredible clearance pass from Valentin that land that lands and bounces perfectly in the spot where Bongi's able to just put his full and he's already going full speed just put his head on it and it goes forward a couple couple like 10 20 yards and he just one times it right through the legs of the Portland Timbers keeper and into the back of the net incredible goal happened right in front of us in front of the radio booth uh he deserves credit for that and then for the play on the goal three minutes later to Emmanuel Reynoso to be able to take that run. You're running at the near post there. You can either take that shot, which he, I assume any other person's going to take that shot, but he <laughs> looked across the, he looked across the net and saw, Oh, Emmanuel Reynoso's 10 yards wide open in the middle of the box or right in front of the net. I'm going to pass it right to him where there's a clear route to get the ball to him. And no one's going to be able to stop this. Whereas if he had taken that shot, there's a good chance even it stops it. And it's only three, one, and they go through the final 10 minutes a little bit nervous that there could be two goals in the final couple minutes. But mm-hmm. as soon as Bongi passed that ball across, you saw the Portland Timbers heads drop because like, oh, crap, he found the <laughs> one thing that we were hoping he wouldn't see. And he absolutely found it, delivered it perfectly. And Emmanuel Reynoso, the easiest goal of his life, just a simple tap in. Uh, but he also should get a lot of credit for the first goal as well, because he made a really nice run. Mender Garcia deserves a lot of credit for it as well got the pass in from Emmanuel Reynoso, had to turn well, did turn well, and ran so well and at such a certain spot that it drew in the two defenders. It drew in um, it drew in Griff, or not Griff, Claudio Bravo, and um, I'm looking at the numbers right now. I'm not remembering it correctly. It drew in the two de- two, de- two closest defenders to... Was it Zuprich? It might have been Zuprich. I'm just not remembering the names right now. Zup- sure, let's go with that. Zuprich, it drew in the two closest defenders for Portland to Bongi, and that left Bongi so much space on that right hand side to run. Mm-hmm. And he's able to just take it up and draw in some defenders to him. So all this movement from the Portland T- Timbers defense caused some open space to form. Bongi tried to do the cutback to, I believe, Mender Garcia. But then Diego Chara comes sliding in and taps him in the back of his own net. Uh, but yeah, those two deserve a lot of credit. I know that Mender gets a lot of slack for not scoring as many goals as you want from a designated player. Uh, but I mean, he had some impact on Saturday night, not as much as you would want from a designated player, but he's still starting to grow into this team. And I like to see his development. I like to see Song Bin Young's development. Uh, as Adrian, he said in our pre-match interview, Song just needs to calm down. He's trying to do too much, trying to impress too much. Just calm down and focus on the things you you're good at. And he'll start to come along. I, I truly feel that. And as yeah. you said, with, with the space that will be open because of Timo Puki, because of Emmanuel Reynoso and because of Banghukle Hongwane, now that Bongi's back into form that we saw him at the beginning of the season, everybody kind of took a break in June. We're going to forget June ever happened. We're going to forget those down performances from DJ Taylor, from the goal scoring, from Bonghukle Longwani, from everybody. Everybody gets a pass for June. We're just going to forget that it existed because from here on out, we're expecting the play that we saw at the beginning of the season from Bonghukle Longwani, and that'll create some space for Emmanuel Reynoso, who's come back in form, and hopefully – Timo Puki will come in and start scoring goals like we expect, like we all hope and expect him to. So there's going to be a lot of space for that. Whoever's occupying that left wing spot, whether it's Franco Fragapane, Sung Bing Yang, Mender Garcia, whoever's there is going to have a ton of space to work with. And that's going to be really fun to see how this team operates with some, some potent attacking threats for the first time in a very, very what a wild sentence. That sounds like yeah. <laughs> what's the last time you could say that. <laughs> I don't think Dan Terrar is ready to call no. multiple goal calls a game. Uh, like he had to the other night. Four goals was impressive. I think we do need to talk about Michael Boxelow. Uh, yeah. Gets the yellow card along with the rest of the Loons defense because uh, our head referee on Saturday, uh, Lucas Zabala, was uh, very yellow card happy for Loons players only, particularly. Very, uh, very hesitant to give any to, to Timbers players. Gave Christian Paredes one in the 90th minute. It took forever to get there, but... Uh, mm-hmm. We eventually got one for Portland, but uh, Michael Boxel got one early. Uh, Miguel Tapias got one early. DJ Taylor one got was, one early. That one was brutal. Yeah, they were all bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were all bad. Was it the Tapia? I mean, his, his, what I'm looking at says Boxel's was for an argument. I thought his was the very weak, like, It was a tackle. He was getting talked to by Spala and then just oh. decided he was just going to walk away. So it was dissent by action is how it's, oh, how it's listed on the report. So it's because he didn't turn around and acknowledge the referee that he got the yellow card, essentially. Oh, boo-hoo. Like, exactly. Cry me a river. Yeah. Um, was... I, sent you, I sent you this in the middle of the match. 
Zapala, he averages 4.76 yellow cards a game. We passed that in the first 20 minutes. He gave six to Minnesota alone, including Adrian Heath. So that means with those two yellow cards for Boxel and Heath, the Loons will be without Boxy and Heath against uh, Austin FC next Saturday. Uh, so they'll be with, out with them. But I think Bo- we, I don't like doing this because I like Boxy. I, I totally respect the player that he is, the person that he is, mm-hmm. uh, and what he's contributed to this team. He's been burned a couple of times these past couple games and not in good ways. He's been out of position. He um, He got beat twice that come to mind clearly against Portland where he took a really bad angle on one and almost gave up a goal. Uh, but I think it was one of the wingbacks or fullbacks came back and kind of clogged things up and allowed the loons defenders to get back into space. But then Frank Boley just kind of turned and burned on Michael Boxel and got away from him and was able to score a fairly simple goal for Portland to have the score line in the 59th or the 60th minute. But uh, should we be concerned about Boxy, or is this just a blip? He's 34. That's why I'm asking this question. He's on the older side of defenders. Uh, a lot of the attackers in this league are getting younger and faster. Should we be concerned? I don't like being concerned about players. I'm not saying we need to move on from him because he's still the best center back outside of Ike Parr that this club has ever had. And I still think he's probably the best center back on this team. Miguel Tapias is giving him a run for his money for sure. But uh, – should should there be some concern for Michael Boxel? I don't know if concern is the correct word, but maybe that's fair. Having a watchful eye. I think for the office and the coaching staff, this is one where you're not going to be concerned. Like I think my like you like you said, he's un, undisputedly a top two defender that this club has ever had. Mm-hmm. He's you could argue still the best. Um, and I, I would say the argument would be on the other side of Tapias possibly challenging him. Um, you're going to let him do his thing the rest of the season with no restraints, yeah. no talks whatsoever, unless there's a conversation of like, he just, you know, loses his temper at some point. Cause we, <laughs> we have seen that a couple times uh, this season where he, where he uh, kind of lets things get the better of him. But um, concern is not the word I would say it's you're, you're keeping a watchful eye in the sense of, at 34, you're expecting certain things to start falling off the table. And I think one of the first things to go is reaction time and quickness. Overall foot speed. Just with, he plays a, a physical defensive game, being banged up um, and, you know, going in for these tackles. It has a toll on the body. Um, granted, we know the month of June was not great to this team. So possibly that was just kind of lingering into this weekend and he's going to shake off that rust and fully embrace July Minnesota United football. And he'll, he'll shine the next time uh, he gets bad on the pitch after he uh, serves a suspension. But um, you're, you're keeping a closer eye on the sense of what Mike's Michael Boxel is doing and possibly having to double back. If that's the word I want to look for, just, you're you're going to have that safety net of maybe another defender kind of shadows and helps cover what he's defending. Um, just because we know the speed is an issue, but I, I want to say I do have full faith in Michael Boxel as a crafty veteran to change and alter his game and not let this be an issue. I yeah. think I, th- I, I'm sure he's maybe not right now as we sit here at seven seventeen PM on a Wednesday or a, on a Monday before the 4th of July in the film room. But I imagine once he gets back out to the facility, He's probably in the film room looking at, here's where I messed up. How should I better attack this scenario? He's not going to go in there with his head down and say, you know, I know what I'm doing. Let's just move on. He, I think he's going to adapt, take blame. And that's why I think a lot of the the, the guys in that locker room probably look up to him um, as a leader and as a guy where, he, you know, he's not going to point fingers unless it's kind of at himself. So um, concern is not the right word. But I, I like where your head's at, where you, you are taking a little bit of notice to it. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I'm not totally concerned. I just wanted to throw the question out there because yeah. there's been a couple of noticeable incidents over the past couple of games, past month or so, that uh, might draw some questions from uh, those who watch the club week in and week out. Uh, so now the Loons, after the 4-1 win and the other results that we'll get to across uh, Major League Soccer from the weekend, sit 11th place in the Western Conference on 24 points, though they are three points from 7th place and then six points from being in 4th place in the Western Conference. So 
they're not far out of things uh, from the upper echelons of the Western Conference playoff race, uh, where we're at 15 games left, AJ. Nine of them are at home because they played so many road games this season. So nine of them at home, and one of them is against an LAFC side that's being that's playing like 12 games in 12 days to make up for all the games that they had taken off because of their run to the CONCACAF Champions League final. They've still got um, they've still got Colorado Rapids, who are the worst team in the league, maybe. If I'm looking at standing directly, besides besides Inter Miami right now, they're the worst team in the league. No, points wise, they are the worst team in the league. Uh, so they are wow. the worst team in the league. They have uh, LA Galaxy, who are the second worst team in the Western Conference, coming up at home. They've got a lot of favorable home. Well, they got two games against the Galaxy, one at LA and then one at home. Uh, they've got a lot of favorable favorable games coming up. Should we expect the Loons to take a significant jump from where they're at right now and where they've been playing for most of the season up into the upper spots in the Western Conference based off of everything that we've talked about tonight? Yes. Undoubtedly, yes. This is, this, is, this is a team, and I'm not, as, as a, from a fan perspective, you should not be hoping for it. You should be demanding it. This team is so That's much fair. better so much better than they've seen, uh, than what we've seen for the first 19 games of the season. 11th place in the Western Conference, I don't think accurately describes and shows what this team is capable of. Now that they've got all of those, like the early season away, you were, you were missing Emmanuel Reynoso. You've had, you've, you've had some very tough bounces in extra time. You've now replaced a, I, I, I don't know how to phrase this without being mean, but a less than ideal striker with without having him actually play at a striker who ideally will fit this system and contribute on a somewhat consistent basis um, who will actually shoot at the goal because that's his job. Yeah. Um, Reynoso is back. I, you know, you're, you're getting in this groove and like you said, all of those home games coming up, that's exactly what this team needs. And you're, there's somebody out there that's probably saying, but, but AJ, look how bad they've been at home up until this past weekend. It gets poor. I, I don't care. I don't care. This team, they, the amount of quotes that I've seen from this team, that's like, Hey, we feel bad that we haven't heard Wonderwall at Allianz field that much this season. They know they need to step it up. They're not going to come back from the hall from this brief holiday break off. And guys are going to come back from the gold cup and they're not going to sit around and, you know, Hey, you know, maybe we should try to maybe make a run. No, they're going to buckle down. They're going to realize we have a task at hand and we're playing catch up to a lot of these other teams above us. The good news though, Jonathan is that it's so congested in that table 11th and fourth are separated by six points. That's it. And the good news for Minnesota fourth, who I'm talking about is real salt Lake have played two more games than Minnesota. So, so if they just win those two, they're in fourth place. The season is not over. This team is going to make not just a jump, but a giant leap up in the standings. I'm I'm not going to guarantee it, but if, like I said, you should be demanding that this team takes a huge step forward here the rest of the way. Um, they're adding talent offensively. They have their big name guy back in Reynoso. Everything seems to be clicking offensively, and it should only get better. I God, I would I would besides some catastrophic like hiccup. Even even with Robin Lutt out with with his injury, this team should thrive and be a serious contender um, come playoff time. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. This team, with what they're putting together, with what uh, with how Emmanuel Reynoso has returned, uh, and what you're hoping to get out of Team Upuki and what you're getting out of Bonghukle Longwani, if you can get the same defense you had uh, for pretty much every game before uh, June hit this feels like a team that could make that should make a big run up that Western conference standings and be looking at a home playoff game come October, come November. I, I, I agree with you that they should be uh, expecting to make a big jump up, especially with some of the results they've already had and with the results that they should and some of the teams that they're playing in the near future. Let's take a look across the league at some of the other scores and results from the weekend. Uh, the big one, hmm, Let's let's try and find the big one outside of the four-one win <laughs> for Minnesota. The biggest game of the weekend uh, was the game that kicked it all off: Cincinnati, New England, one versus two. The first time we've had the first seed and the second seed in the Supporter Shield face each other this late in the season. 
Uh, it didn't disappoint. 2-2 draw. Don Baji scoring three of the goals. Two for his side in FC Cincinnati. One for New England. Gustavo Bo scoring as well in that one. That game certainly didn't disappoint. Uh, Real Salt Lake continued to win uh, on the road. They are impressive on the road. Six wins already on the season on the road. That is a tough team. As the Loons have seen twice already this season, that is a very tough team to play. They get a 1-0 result on the road against Toronto. LAFC continue to struggle, AJ. And I think this one's uh, surprising and not because of how we've seen teams react uh, to a, a CONCACAF Champions League run early on in the season, how it affects them later on in the season. We're starting to see it now. LAFC stringing together poor results and another poor result this weekend, 2-0 loss to Dallas. Should there be some concern that LAFC are going to start to start to tumble down the Western Conference? I don't think they'll miss the playoffs. They're on no. 32 points. They had a good start to the season, uh, but they've just had a lot of games that are piling up now. Yeah, the issue with that, and this is what you hear a lot of managers say when it, the question gets poised to them in the media, which is like, oh, you know, hey, you're you're battling relegation, or hey, you you know, you're in the playoff hunt right now, blah blah blah. And that's obviously two different leagues that I just referenced there, but you have these games in hand. They don't, I feel like a lot of coaches hate that. A lot of managers hate that because it's that anticipation of what could happen. It's, it's on us. If you know, you've already played those games, the results final, there's nothing else you can necessarily do except for wait and watch. But when you have all these games and one, it's the expectation and we like for LAFC, you're the reigning champs. Everybody knows you're that good. So you should in a perfect world should be winning these games, not just, Consistently, but easily. But now you have to play all these games back to back and you have these short breaks and everybody like it and the expectations are piling up and then you lose one and all of a sudden you drop points to Dallas and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. That's going to come back and bite them. And I don't think they're going to spiral out of control and, you know, crash in the Amazon forest or anything like that, but they're going to take a knock here and it's going to take a toll on them physically. You're going to have tired legs almost at all times. You saw what the loons did here about a month ago where they just mm -hmm. played and played and played and the guys are collapsing after the 90th minute whistle. You're going to have that same thing for LAFC. And that's in part due to how much they, they had one that got postponed due to weather right off the get go. They've had CONCACAF champions league stuff going on. It's all, it's all going to pile up. And I think it, it was, it is going to take a toll and, um, that's great news for some of these other teams that are in the mix in the top of the Western Conference because they're going to be able to possibly knock them down and get LAFC on, uh, get the, possibly get them at home in the first round of the playoffs mm -hmm. whenever that comes around. But um, no, it's, uh, once again, same thing for Michael Boxel talk. Concern maybe is not the word, but you're going to see that impact of playing all these games back-to-back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other results from the weekend. Sporting Kansas City, uh, right when people thought they were going to start to collapse, they get a 3-0 result at home against Vancouver. Stay above Minnesota in the standings based off of, I think, just beating them um, a couple weeks ago. So, Because everything else is the same. You got the same amount of wins, uh, same goal differential. Uh, the goals for is probably what's doing it, actually. 26 goals for Kansas City, 21 for Minnesota. Um, so, Sporting Kansas City stay above Minnesota. St. Louis continue their winning ways. 2-0 win against Colorado, who still uh, have yet to win at home this season. They're the only team to uh, still need their first home win of the season, which is mm. incredible. But also, <laughs> like, it kind of diminishes what the Loons finally were able to break this season by getting that win because everybody's winning and drawing there. No one's losing uh, at Colorado this season when they go there. So that's a little bit weird. Uh, I don't want to take that away from the loons. Don't don't quote me as saying that. Uh, but it's just like it's it's a weird fact that they still have yet to win at home in this season. That's that's incredible for a team that what two seasons ago was the top of the Western Conference. That is yeah quite the fall. And it's not like they haven't spent money to get people into that that squad. They're they're not spending it near the top of the league, but they're still making trades in the offseason to bring in names from other teams. So yeah, uh, Seattle get a one nil win against Houston. Keeps Houston within uh, striking reach of Minnesota. Minnesota will play them in two weeks' time. Uh, that's kind of what is the storylines from this week. Emmanuel Reynoso and Bonkukle Hawane make the team of the match day. So congratulations to those two guys uh, for getting goals and getting on the team of the match day. AJ, you ready for uh, the predictor? Right before I mentioned one thing. Right before I mentioned one thing. Yeah. Brutal time to be a Mexico fan right now. 
Oof. absolutely brutal. They just got football managered hard. <laughs> that was a FIFA scoreline. 77 possession, 20-something shots. And you lose <laughs> on the last kick of the game. Oh, my, That's my brutal. God. My guy, Coca, would never let that happen. <laughs> Diego Coca would never. DC, where are you? Oh, that God, is just, just brutal. brutal. That's that's that's, that's the ultimate football manager moment. If you've ever <laughs> if you've ever played that game, you know there will be times when you are just crushing an opponent. You are peppering their net, but nothing's going to the back of the net. And the last kick of the game, the team that hasn't had a shot on goal all game gets one, and it goes in, and you just want to chuck your computer <laughs> out the window. That is what happened with Qatar scoring that goal in uh, <laughs> at Levi Stadium last night. I, that was I, just it's brutal, man. Brutal have you ever them. been on the other side of that? Because I have. Oh yeah, absolutely. My, I've been on the other side, and it's glor- my, it's a glorious feeling because you're just sitting there like, can this just game? Can this game just get over yet? Just let's let's just go home. Let's just go home. I just want to get done with this game. And then your guy scores in the last second. It's just like, holy bleep 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 bleep. Oh, it's fun. All right. So uh, the predictor. Uh, since Dan isn't here, I need your best Dan pre- your Dan impression to explain what the predictor is. Uh, today, Dan or normal Dan. Ooh, let's go normal, Dan, because I don't want to get okay. uh, an explicit rating on this episode. <laughs> just going to do a little slur just to be safe with all the day drinking. <laughs> um, well, uh, guys, we're it's time for the predictor. And for, for the predictor, we make three different soccer related predictions. We pick three games. If you pick the right winner, you get a point. If you pick the <clears throat> if you pick the sc- uh, score correctly, which never happens, you get an extra point. Uh, but that and if you. You can get that all three. It's six points total. That'll never happen, though. Uh, Jonathan, back to you. All right. So uh, let's do a quick accountability session to keep the score lines up to date. As I as I do every week, left to right on the score sheet here, starting off with myself. We all started off with Minnesota Portland on uh, for our predictors last week. I said three nil Minnesota. Uh, Dan said two one Minnesota. AJ, you said two nil Minnesota. None of us got the score line correctly because, as we've already talked about for the past thirty seven minutes. It was for one Minnesota. So we all get a point for that one. I did say Vancouver would get the win that uh, they would keep sporting Kansas city in the dumps. Well, as we just talked about sporting Kansas city, get a three nil win. So I don't get a point there, but I did get a point for predicting one nil Columbus. It would ended up two one Columbus, but I'll, I'll take the points there. It gives me two points. Dan also got two points, AJ, because he predicted one, one San Jose LA galaxy. It was two, two. Thanks to a late Christian Espinosa goal. Uh, he predicted 3-1 FC Cincinnati. It was 2-2 there as well. And AJ, last week, we were ribbing you for having three weeks in a row with just being completely shut out. Four weeks in a row, excuse me. Yeah. Being completely shut out. No <laughs> points whatsoever for the past month and a half. And then this week, you just come in, you get the point for Minnesota's game, and then you come in with the 2-0 St. Louis prediction. And what is it to become? A 2-0 St. Louis result in reality. You get your second uh, full points, uh, full point prediction there. You did say it would be 3-1 San Jose, but yeah. Christian Espinosa rest, rest, rescued them late for a 2-2 drop. <laughs> so you get three points. So now the score line going into this week's predictors. Dan on 20 points. I'm on 18. And AJ, you are on 17. Uh, AJ, you went first last week, so I'll go first this week. LA Galaxy, LAFC. This is the make good game for earlier in the season. Wait, no, I already predicted this one. I can't do this one. Although, so, uh, should I just, I'll, I'll go over what we said week one when this game was supposed to take place. Okay. So, uh, I said LAFC would win four, three against the LA galaxy. This feels more likely now with how both teams are playing (laughs) at the time. I guess I should have realized now LA galaxy are kind of crap. LAFC are really freaking good. It's probably not going to be four, three. It's probably going to be four nil. Feeling a little bit better about that uh, prediction now, <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, Dan said it would be 3-2 LA Galaxy. I mean, that's kind of likely. You said it would be 2-1 LAFC. So that prediction's out of the out of uh, the taking today. We can't predict that game Perfect. because it's going to happen this week. So we'll, there'll be four results that we'll have to look over next week, and I'll just have to remember that. So other games that are happening tomorrow. There's four. There's five games across Major League Soccer tomorrow. A nice, nice day to have them. Uh, Colorado, Portland. Normally, I'd want to pick on Portland here, but Colorado's at home. I'm going to say Portland. I'm going to rebound after just getting thumped 4-1 by Minnesota on the road. Portland are going to get a, are going to squeak out a 1-0 win on the road at Colorado. All right. I like it. I, uh, I'll i tell you what. I'll also pick on Colorado, but this time uh, when they 
Are, are they at home again all week? They are. I got them at home against Dallas on oh, the boy. this weekend. I've got Dallas uh, 3-0 over Colorado. That's probably fair. <laughs> Yikes, man. That's rough times for Colorado. <laughs> just I can't believe they're still winless at home this season. That is... That's, a, that's I might a, just pick. Yeah, shameful, I'm just going to look every week, and if they're at home, I'm just going to pick them to lose. That's probably <laughs> until fair. they prove me wrong. <laughs> that's probably fair. Uh, this week, FC Cincinnati play. They go to Charlotte to face the tenth place team in the Eastern Conference. Cincinnati are just rolling this season. They are the talk of the season outside of St. Louis. Uh, Cincinnati will get the road win in Charlotte. Get a three-one road win. Uh, also this Saturday, the city of brotherly love travels out to dignity health sports park to take on the LA galaxy. I have Philadelphia, the union taking down the galaxy three nil. All right. So now it's time for the Minnesota prediction, Minnesota hosting Austin, Austin in a poor run of form as well as, uh, Minnesota were going into last week. Minnesota looked like they have changed that Austin lose or drawing to inner Miami who had lost seven straight. And then giving Inter Miami their (laughs) seven straight losses. You get rid of your coach, obviously, because you're not going to have Phil Neville, coach Lionel Messi. Come on, not going to happen. Tata Martino had to be brought in to coach. uh, And Busquets. Yeah, and Busquets. And uh, possibly Sergio Ramos and possibly Jordi Alba and possibly Luis Suarez. How many designated players are they going to get? You know what? The team that, what, two years ago had the crap kicked out of them by MLS for breaking all these rules is now going to just be given the free range of whatever rules they want to break now because they're bringing in Lionel Messi. I guess if it works, it works, money, whatever money talks, baby money talks and messy talks, baby. Uh, so <laughs> Minnesota hosting Austin Timu Puki effect in this one two nil Minnesota. Ooh, with Adrian Heath not on the touchline, we are in full anticipation of Sean McCauley Ball. McCauley Ball is going to absolutely blow the gates off of Austin. I'm expecting a pookie party, a full-on oh, pookie party. There we go. Are you ready? Let's hear it. My, la- my last two predictions. 3-0. Three 3-0. Nil, three nil. Minnesota over Austin. 3-0. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of this. I'm, I'm okay with this scoreline. Macaulay, but I'll print if if they can actually win by if they win three nil, I'm making t-shirts. Just That's Sean fair. Sean McCauley's face on a t-shirt just says Macaulay Ball. Boom, done. All right, I like it. I like a little bit of Sean McCauley Ball on this Saturday. Uh, it should be fun. It'll be exciting to see what uh, the team does, especially with Timu Puki coming into the lineup. Hopefully, we'll be able to see him. We still haven't heard yet what's going on at the time of recording. So now, time for write that down our other soccer-related prediction segment that we do every week. We each make three soccer-related predictions. We'll call the correct ones goals. We'll keep track of them throughout the season, and the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot, and we got plenty to come off the board this week. Uh, checking out the – just looking at the leaderboards here. Uh, let's uh, – nothing coming off the board for me this week, AJ. Uh, two okay. things come off the board for Dan this week. Pulling up U.S. men's national team, he said, will not give up a goal in either of their games this week. He's correct on that. Gets points there. He did say, though, five or more goals will be scored in the Wednesday friendly against FC Kaiser Slaughter, and it was only a 2-1 result for Minnesota. So no goals or not enough goals there scored for him. He is on 17 goals now off that one, off adding that one goal. You had a couple things come off the board this week. Yeah, and I know a couple of them are not great. Yeah, a couple of them are not great. A couple of them are much better. You did say a couple weeks ago, Fabrizio Marmano will report on an MNUFC transfer during the summer transfer window. And with all of us knowing Timu Puki was in their sights, it seems like a bunt single, but we'll let you have it. We'll let you take it. Uh, Fabrizio Romano retweeting or not. No, not retweeting. Just saying it in his own words, just using the Minnesota United image mm-hmm. that Timu Puki will be joining Minnesota United this season. So you get the point there. You did say James Madison, another button single here, will join Tottenham Hotspur this summer, considering they're the only club in for James Madison. So you get a bunch single there. That's not true. That's not true. Newcastle was in on him. Were they? Yeah, they were, of course. And then they took themselves out by spending $70 million on Sandro Tonali. What are we doing here, fellas? In what world is he worth $70 million? Anyways. 
that's I'll besides digress. the point. I digress. Well, besides, well, we won't talk about what the Saudis are doing to soccer. We'll just <laughs> skip past that. You did say, though, Clint Irwin will record a clean sheet with five or more saves Saturday against Portland. He had neither of those. He had three saves and gave up the one goal. So no points there. You did say U.S. men's national team, their C team, as you called them, will lose <laughs> at least one of their matches this week to St. Kitts and Nevis or Trinidad and Tobago because nothing like playing four countries in one week, AJ. Mm-hmm. So uh, the U.S. did you not do that. Instead, they won yeah. twice, 6-0 with Jesus Ferreira scoring a hat-trick in both of those games. So uh, take that, C team hater. You know what? I want to see credit to me for giving them the 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 fire, the burning passion to prove yeah, me it's wrong. All you. It's all nobody, you. Nobody's a bigger patriot than me for lighting the fire under that C team of, of, <laughs> of American soccer. So uh, credit to me. Uh, Ferreira had six goals over those two games. I'm going to get I'm going to give myself credit for two of them. One in each. So credit to me for officially getting in the scoring history books for American soccer. Uh, Go ahead, pat yourself pl- on the back. There we go. All right. Credit to me. All right. So your two goals this week put you on 16. I'm still on seven. Just I have a lot. I have a couple things to come off the board. Not a lot like you guys always rib me for. In fact, I think you guys actually have more. Well, Dan has more coming off the board than I do. You tend to not do the long range efforts. Um, So that means it's time to make our predictions. And since I am in last place here, I will start this week. Write this down, AJ. Timu Puki will score in his debut. I'm not saying when the debut will be because we're not sure it'll happen this weekend. But write this down. He will score in his debut for Minnesota United. All right. All right. I'm going to have to alter mine here. You had the same thing? Yep. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Write this down, Jonathan. In his first start, not just debut, but in his first start, Temu Puki will have a brace minimum. Wow. At least a brace in his first start. I'm liking the effort. I had to, I don't know if you saw getting out of Timu Puki. I don't know if you heard it on the fly there, but I had to change my wording. Like, so I didn't get, <laughs> he's going to score a hat trick and I'm going to say brace, blah, blah, blah. And then all oh, you didn't. <laughs> so yeah, at least two in his, in his first start. That's fair. That's fair. There we go. Uh, just pulling up the, the full stats right now. Cause I don't want to be wrong on this. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso. He's got what a couple goal contributions uh, and no assists yet. According to FB ref. I don't know what the assist numbers are for MLS because they do the hockey assists and we hate those on this show. Uh, so he's already got three. He is halfway towards leading the team in goal contributions this season. And I have, I said last week, someone other than Reynoso or Bongi will be the leading goal scorer this season. That was the exact wording, but uh, we all know who I meant by that. I mean, that's fairly certain at this point who we all, who, who we know I meant, uh, but Write this down. Emmanuel Reynoso will lead the team in goal scoring contributions, whether it's a goal score or an assist, not by MLS numbers, by we'll just go with the site that I go to the most FBRF by FBRF numbers. So true assists and obviously goals. Emmanuel Reynoso will be the leading goal scoring contributor to this team at the end of the season. For what it, for what it's worth, the club site also has him on zero assists. So just three, three goals on the year for him. Just. Just in his, in his four, in four game in 250 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> a um, 1.08 goals per 90 number. That's well done. Emmanuel Reynoso. I. All right, here we go. Next one. Uh, I have two gold cup predictions here coming okay. up. The name escapes me right now, but I believe that the, this is not the write that down, but. Um, the starting goaltender, starting goalkeeper for Canada was, uh, was injured and will now miss the remainder of the gold cup, Okay, which opens the door for Canada's favorite son, DSC, Dane St. Clair. Write this down, Jonathan, he's Dane St. Canada's Clair. favorite son. It's going to, he's about to be, he's about to be. <laughs> Dane St. Clair will record a clean sheet for Canada during the gold cup. Wow, I like it. It's a pretty small window, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna go go ahead. He does step and... up when his team certainly needs him to. He never crumbles in those moments. It feels like when the team mm-hmm. really needs him to step up in a big moment for Minnesota United. Anyways, he finds a way to step up and come through with a pretty decent game from time to time. He'll have he'll have clunkers as all young kids will, but for some for for the most part, Dane St. Clair does step up, and there's a reason why he's on the national team. 
and yeah. I believe their second choice goalkeeper. So yeah, I like the idea that uh, Dane St. Clair will continue. We'll get finally some starting minutes for them on a regular basis uh, throughout the rest of this gold cup. That is exciting. I did say last week in response to your hate for this C team that the U S men's national team will win the gold cup. So I can't really go with that. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm not even going to go with U S men's national team. Cause it's just the gold cup is, is weird and it's clunky and it's just, it feels really weird, especially when the U S don't bring their a squad to the, to the team. So I'm going to continue with my MLS predictions, write this yep. down, AJ Minnesota United will finish the season ahead of LAFC in the Western conference standings. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Swinging big. You need to defend it. I didn't know you made your gold cup USA prediction here. Um, last week. So I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go the Dan route here and continue my USA C team. Hate. Oh, man. Uh, right. Write this it. down. The United States will not win the gold cup. <laughs> Such a hater. Make- Am I able to make that? Is that okay? Yeah, you can make that. You can absolutely make that. The Gold Cup's still going on. Jamaica. Absolutely. Jamaica? What? (laughs) Not Jamaica. Not Jamaica. (laughs) I think Canada's probably the best. Are they? Are they they not? Who else is there? Who else is there? I don't think they're the best. I don't know. I'm not even looking at the Gold Cup. I watch the U.S. men's national team when they're on, and that's about it. Uh, but that has been, write that down, that has been the predictor, and that has been, for this week, Loons fans, Loon Talk. Dan Terrar and myself will be back at it Saturday night on 1500 ESPN AM side of the dial on 1500 ESPN.com and the Score North mobile app, which is which has been free and always will be free as far as I know. Uh, I haven't been told any different. Uh, but uh, you can find us there. You can also find us, uh, since it's a home game, on Apple TV, just go and click the little circle with the three lines through it. Click on that. It'll give you the the voice option or the audio options and home team radio right there as well. This weekend, Sirius XM channel 157, if I'm remembering correctly, we will be on that this weekend. Uh, and so that will be fun times as well. We are everywhere this weekend, AJ. I, hey, there's no place better to be than with Minnesota and with Jonathan Ter- or Jonathan and Dan, um, on the call, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'll be back with the board. So, you know, I, I I have the best seat in the house other than you guys actually at the match. Absolutely. Uh, it is serious XM channel One Fifty Seven. We will be on this weekend as well. So we are everywhere for this game. I am excited to be able to be broadcasting. Hopefully Timu Pukki's debut. Hopefully as write that down said a goal for Timu Pukki (laughs) in his debut. Macaulay Uh, Ball. Macaulay Ball, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.39 p.m. kickoff, just like every week in the Western Con- or in the Central Time Zone in the Western Conference. Looking forward to it, AJ. Good stuff from you. We'll talk to you, AJ, back here for Loon Talk next Monday or Tuesday or whenever we decide to record again. All right. Sounds good. See you later. Loons fans, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.